time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I was Persuasion. Hi, I was Emma. I was Pride and Prejudice. Hi, I was Miss Austin. And welcome to Organise Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we have been playing Jane Austen and Zombies. There's no business, but I will give you the context. You may remember from, was it year two? We did the board game boardroom, where each of us pitched a board game. And so Bunty won that competition based on the Twitter vote. So I made the game for her as a prize. I will edit Bunty's pitch in now. Before I start, I'd like to say that I spent ages on the game, but then it was only, you know, an hour ago you said, oh, by the way, it has to have a name. <laughs> and, and you do all my titles. So it's called Jane Austen and Zombies. Nice. <laughs> I like to keep things simple. So my three elements were it has to teach some sort of lesson, it has to feature zombies, and it has to feature a real historical figure. So I hit two of those straight away by calling it Jane Austen and Zombies. So it's sort of Jane Austen. Austin meets zombies meets Cluedo meets D&D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the lesson is how to structure a narrative, you know, how to tell a good story. So each player starts with one of Jane Austen's books. So there are six books, so there's up to six players plus one DM. So if you, you choose your book and then with each book you get ten character cards and they're characters from the book. So if you had Pride and Prejudice you'd get, you know, Elizabeth Bennet, Mr. Darcy, Mrs. Bennet, Lady Catherine de Bourgh, Jane Bennet, Mr. Bingley, Caroline Bingley, Mr. Collins, Charlotte Lucas and Captain Wickham. And the aim of the game is to get your main character through their love story in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. So like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, you know, the characters are trying to have their, their romance novel and the zombies are invading. So the board is laid out like a Cluedo board and there are different rooms and your characters have to complete a scene in each room. They've got to do it in each room of the house. <laughs> no. <laughs> they have to do a, do a chapter in each room of the house. <laughs> so, you know, it's a classic Jane Austen room. So, like, the drawing room and the dining room and the ballroom and there might be a bedroom as well. But... Okay, so you choose your main character and then you move them round the board and you have to go into each room at least once and complete one of the scenes in your story. So the scene for Pride and Prejudice might be arguing with your love interest or an unwanted proposal of marriage or dance with your love interest. So you have to put, you have to move around the board and get your character into that room and then the appropriate counter character into that room as well. So an unwanted proposal of marriage, you need to get your character in there and then someone they don't want to marry into that room at the same time. So that in itself is fairly simple, but this is happening in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. So the zombies start to take over the board and you'll need to either avoid them or fight them and to avoid the zombies you need to just roll well on the dice or strategize where to move and in order to fight them you need to if you do encounter them you have to roll against the zombie and each character card will have a series of you know skills and benefits so Elizabeth Bennett is very clever but not very strong so she would get advantage on avoiding the zombies because she knows the house really well but probably a disadvantage in fighting because she is she's a woman um, <laughs> basically in, the, in Regency England <laughs> you know whereas you know someone like Captain Wickham he's a trained soldier so he's carrying a sword so he'll get an advantage in fighting but you know he is wearing a bright red jacket as well so disadvantage in hiding 
interesting. So the DM has to be known as Jane Austen or Miss Austen, <laughs> no matter what gender the DM is. And they have control of the board and they have to decide whether the characters complete an appropriate scene or not. So if a player moves Elizabeth Bennet into the bedroom to create an unwanted proposal of marriage, Jane Austen would not allow that. So the players have to convince Jane Austen that they've completed a chapter and their storytelling is okay. If your character encounters a zombie and fights and loses, then they are turned into a zombie and you need to start your romance with a new character. I thought you were going to say with a zombie. (laughs) No. So as you lose characters to the plague, you can end up with unusual combinations. That's fine. So all of the stories are going to be, you know, LGBTQ friendly and such. So, you know, you could end up, depending how many players you you lose to the, the zombies, you could end up with Lady Catherine de Bourgh and Jane Bennett. That's fine. If you can convince Jane Austen. And in order for the Jane Austen to be fully part of the game, each player can ask Jane Austen to start a new chapter and she will move a character of the player's choice to somewhere else on the board, but she gets to decide where. And Jane Austen also controls all the NPCs, so all the zombies. And so when a character rolls against the zombie, so the player rolls and Jane Austen rolls. And if the character wins, they kill the zombie and that zombie's taken off the board. And if the zombie wins, that character is replaced with a zombie and reverts to Jane Austen's control. And while you're trying to take your players, your characters round to complete your novel, Jane Austen's moving the zombies round by rolling the dice probably between all the other players goes. And the more zombies are on the board, the more difficult it's going to be for your characters to get from room to room to complete their love story. So you're going to have to strategize and put as many of your characters on the board as you like and move them around. So there's a couple of things you will need to think about when you're playing. So you might want to use some characters as zombie fodder to draw them away or fight the zombies so the main characters can get through their story. You need to complete a believable story. So which characters complete which actions will be important. So you can't have Elizabeth Bennet complete a love story with her sister Jane Bennet as the love interest. We draw the line at anything incestuous. (laughs) (laughs) Jane Austen would never allow it. (laughs) And if your love interest is killed off, the player has to replace them in the story by bringing in a new love interest. But Jane Austen will have to decide which scenes need to be performed again. So for example, if your character already danced with their love interest, but the love interest was killed off, you're now going to have to dance with the new love interest. Understandable. (laughs) Well, obviously. So it's basically going around completing Jane Austen stories on a Cluedo board while avoiding zombies. So, Bunty, read us the box and the bump. Does it even have... No, I don't think I put playtime and player stuff on it. Just read us the initial bump, the initial... Jane Austen and Zombies. Classic 18th century author Jane Austen has jumped on the bandwagon and decided to pen a zombie novel, Zeal and Zombification. The trouble is, she's gone a bit crazy and decided that her existing books need to be eradicated. The heroes of Jane Austen's original classics must race to complete their storylines before the undead overrun them completely. So we were playing the expansion, which is the Zeal 
Zeal and Zombification expansion. Jane Austen's new novel Zeal and Zombification is finally finished. Now the zombies have story events they must work through just like the human characters from her previous novels. So there you go. Basically the game outline is each human player has a set of characters and events based on one of Jane Austen's books and they have to move around the board visiting locations, being in the right place at the right time, all while trying to avoid the zombie hordes that are chasing them down and trying to make their lives a complete misery. A fun workforce is a one workforce. Now one of the first steps that you had to do was choose which book you wanted to be and choose who your main characters were going to be because some of the events you know you need your main character, your love interest, your rival etc. Did you have any process for choosing which book or which characters were your main ones? I only know one of the books so I decided that if I was allowed to make the story up I could pick another one so I picked the one whose colour I like the most which was Emma. I just picked a book basically at random but then picking characters try to pick people that I thought would stay alive (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not not amazingly well I just picked who I knew had the fittest people in it (laughs) Captain Wentworth my love interest was also the fittest one (laughs) but yes I didn't yeah like Pat you could that's a viable tactic choosing your protagonist as the strongest or the quickest I didn't but I still won so (laughs) please make sure you need your fun quota after that you get your story cards you have a deck of 10 but you only have to play five of them and again you can put them in an order that you want to complete and based on that you choose where to put your people starting on the board did that heavily influence what were your tactics on that bunty had suggested that scenic kill was a hard place to get to so i picked that as my first story card and then we realized that if i occupied all the zombie spaces she couldn't put any zombies there So that was my holdout. And my next one required eight characters, so that had to be done early before they all got eaten. Meh. Mm, I also had a, a, a story card that required getting lots of people in one small space, which really screwed me over because then while they were trying to shuffle into position in the dining room to have their awkward dinner, they got surrounded by zombies. So on shuffling out, they all got eaten. Yeah, how, <laughs> were there any survivors? <laughs> no. None whatsoever. But Caroline Bingley, what a hero to the last. <laughs> she did a good job. She banged her bin lids together to uh, attract all the zombies in the locale. And the others are like, where did you get these bin lids? <laughs> yeah. always, a lady always has her bin lids. That's why their skirts, yeah, skirts. <laughs> skirts are so big to hide the bin lids. Keep all sorts down there. Smog dog, sword. Mm-hmm. I was like, looking through my story cards, I realised I could use the same location for a lot of them. So I just made sure I put positioned my protagonists around the farmhouse. I, you know, some of them did die and I did have to require help from further away. That's why was the name Penelope Clay had to travel all the way across the board just to help me out. Getting ready to settle down, guys, in the mm-hmm, farmhouse. Mm-hmm. This is my love nest, Captain Wentworth and starting the story Charles Musgrave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're starting happily ever after. Let it be known that after spending their second turn in the farmhouse, Frederick Wentworth and Charles Musgrove have officially settled down. Aww. They've got their happily ever after, guys. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you know my little love nest? Well, Walter Elliot has come to visit and we've made a new friend. plus one other in any named location so we've made a new friend there in the farmhouse and I'm just going to barricade it so no zombies can come in (laughs) (laughs) that is my house now (laughs) 
I think Muriel's collecting people at the scenic hill. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to have an awkward dinner. <laughs> Elizabeth Bennett's having an awkward dinner in the dining room with five of her mm, most assorted companions. <laughs> Let it be known that at Scenic Hill, my protagonist, Emma Woodhouse, was engaging in witty banter with both her love interest, Philip Elton, and Robert Martin, his rival. August Elton was also there, you know, throwing in Just some jokes. Just being desperate. Throwing in some jokes, trying to engage. Yay! I like it it's to be noted that the zombies have overrun the board. Now, while I am conveniently outside my house, <laughs> I overhear Walter Elliot and Mrs. Penelope Clay, she fucking travelled miles to get here, having a conversation about whether they think me and Charles are a good match. It won't do, I tell you. It will not do. She is a trooper. So you choose your book, you choose your characters, you put them on the board to start. Now, it's funny, Mariel, that you should mention Miss Austin had suggested. Now, there's a key part in the rule book that says basically any questions that you have, you have to ask Miss Austin, the zombie player. And there were plenty of times where there were questions. I'd like to say I did it on purpose, but no, it's just, you know, inevitably there will be things I forgot to put in the rules or cards that don't make sense or whatever, whatever. Bunty, how did you feel? How, was it pressure being Miss Austin and having to make all these judiciary, judiciary, judiciary judgments <laughs> about the way the game was played. Yes, because I'm the least experienced board game player and everyone has opinions on, on what should or should not. And I don't have the experience. Patrick. <laughs> I don't sure have the experience to know whether it is fair or not. Does it have to be fair? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It has to be Thank consistent. You. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, fair between... All right, fair between us, but not fair between the zombies and the play. I think some games can be weighted one way or the other. See, we tried to do it because we've played it before and we realised the zombies amass very quickly. So we tried to change it, but then there was debate and then I don't think we, we carried on. We did switch halfway to not letting you fight them. And then we went back on that. And then we went back on it. It doesn't necessarily have to be evenly weighted, but there's no point having one half be uber powerful and unbeatable because mm. mm. we did revert back to the you can move in and actively choose to fight and then potentially run away after you fought because otherwise we'd have run out of zombie tokens and Ms. Austin would win mm. very quickly yeah. because if you can't fight back, if there's a zombie in your way you inevitably run into more zombies on your way to completing your story mm. and get eaten. Yes, yes. Throughout the game, the zombie player must be referred to as Miss Austin or Jane Austin. Never just Jane. That's <laughs> far too familiar. <laughs> Miss Austin, mm -hmm. am I allowed to look at my future story cards so I can start prepping other characters to where I need them to be? Yes. Thank you. I have a question for Miss Austin. Mm -hmm. If so, so my next little story, it needs two, any two, plus my main character. Mm -hmm. Can it, those two be the love interest and the rival if they're there, or does it have to be a non-protagonist character? So the game obviously takes, we go in turn, so all the human players have a go and then the zombies have a go. And it's simple sort of move and evade, then fight, and then check whether you've achieved your story cards. How did we feel about the process of the human player turns? As we kind of mentioned, the, the turn sequence is nicely laid out, but does imply that you can't choose to fight any zombies that are in your way. So we mm. did, during the game, change the way we were playing it so that you could 
by and I think that does make it a bit fairer on the part of the players without unduly advantaging the players. Yeah, yeah. I think it just needs a little bit more elaboration or clarification on what, like, how many times can you do certain things like evade and attack, and how many, yeah, and where where they can appear in your in your go. Yeah, I think the only other thing because a lot of games like characters might have speed and that's how many spaces they can move, but you roll just two d six and you can split those moves across all your characters. So sometimes you were having goes where you could do lots of moves and move lots of different characters, but other times you were, you know, oh, you've rolled a three, so only three of your Okay, so you were forced to choose, right, which characters do I have to leave in danger and which characters do I make a note of saving? And I very much started off with, right, I'm just going to focus on my mains. But then you guys were starting to point out, I was like, oh, no, like five of yours are going to get eaten this turn. So I was like, ah, shit, all right, fine. I'll try and rescue Anne Elliot then. <laughs> I think the movement is is really good I like that kind of element of mm. some people might yeah one turn they might just leg it across the board if you've got the if you've got the you know dice yeah. points for it slightly frustrating but I think <laughs> fair and does add an element of jeopardy yes yeah, definitely. I like to live with my poor choices <laughs> you're going to get quite a lot of people eaten I know <laughs> and ten on a man oh yeah bye smacked him straight through the face smacked him good I did <laughs> Oh, Robert, I've always admired the fact that you can fist a zombie to death. (laughs) (laughs) Expendable Walter Elliott. Just wait, I'm going to smack you out. (laughs) Why did I send her? She's only got one life. (laughs) Last stand on the front doorstep. Yeah, pretty much. Where everyone dies in every game. Oh, Charles Musgrove. Charlie. Charlie, no! Get him to safety! Yeah. In terms of the zombie turns then, similar process, the zombies move, they bite anyone that they're next to, and then they spawn new zombies onto the board each turn. How did you feel about the zombie turn mechanic? I think it's fair, because they move one, everyone moves one space, so that's what zombies would do. They're very slow, so you, you can outpace them, depending on your role, but they are... Relentless. Relentless, <laughs> yeah. And it, it does take, I felt quite bad, like, just moving everyone along one space. Because I think the zombie player gets quite a slow burn of a game as in there's not much to do at the start so you but... were winning at the start because we were you were fighting and I mm. thought I was just going to be beaten yeah <laughs> but you get overwhelmed by the sheer mm. numbers because yeah. unless you've got someone and really strong in the will... starting spaces you're not going to get that far without losing all your hearts we can't occupy because we could occupy the board and then no story will happen yeah and it's one of those games that definitely well like I was saying if you folk, if you take your eyes off one of your characters for a couple of turns suddenly the manor house is swamped <laughs> suddenly <laughs> all the doors are blocked and you can't get out or suddenly all your it's very easy mm. to drop the ball in regard to keeping an eye on the zombies yeah. but I guess that's once, how zombie apocalypses yeah. work isn't it <laughs> once you get a few regency zombies and people people lose characters and I gain a zombie it, it seems to go faster yeah the tables turn quite quickly yes definitely obviously it's worth saying so when one of your human characters dies they become a zombie that's another asset for the zombie player to control and they are stronger and harder Harder to beat, aren't they, those zombies? Am I the only one getting eaten? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Guys, Sophia Croft is now a zombie. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Luckily, she's completely unimportant to my story. So. Yeah. Anne Elliot, she's also getting munched. She better run. <laughs> she, better, she better run. Harriet Smith is getting bitten. Oh, shit, there's a zombie in front of the door. Ha! <laughs> You're gonna have to kill it. Anne Elliot is about to get munched to death. It's, it's she true. to run away. It's true. Just a thought. It's true. Uh oh, <laughs> zombie craft is coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
slowly making my way. Oh shit. <laughs> She's totally she's dead. So dead. She's so dead. She's dead. I'm seeing her chances. No, because she's only got three hearts left and she's going to get munched. She's going to get munched three times. Yeah, she did. Elizabeth Elliot is also dead. Just ate a load of Muriel's team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and mine. <laughs> Admiral Croft is now a zombie. Mary Musgrove getting bitten. Oh, she's been hiding so well. <laughs> Sitting quietly in the corner. Yeah. Nobody noticed. Mr. <laughs> Darcy kind of fit as a zombie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like someone wiped down that deliberately. I'm gonna bite everyone. Yeah. Mary Musgrove's dead. Oh. Who's Mary Musgrove? Oh, her. Yeah, and she's sicked up oh. blood all down oh. her tongue. Oh, oh no, Pat, all your it's dinner. Yeah. <laughs> your zombie your dinner. Lovely dinner parties. Thank you. Oh zombie. my gosh. Mrs. Bennett basically looks the same, just green. <laughs> no, her she... bonnet tie is undone. It's undone. Oh, I see. <laughs> she is a lady. She's got so many uh, <laughs> pile of zombies. We haven't got room for them. <laughs> She's like that woman that lived in a shoe, except with zombies. <laughs> the other sort of factor element is the idea of cards. So there's spaces on the board where the human players can pick up cards that might be weapons or give them an advantage, a speed boost, whatever, pan lids if you're Caroline Bingley. But the trade-off is that the zombie player also gets to take a card. So you're getting something that boosts you, but they're getting something that boosts them. How did we feel about that? Yeah, I was thinking about this during the game. I, some of the cards are really powerful, mm. like the bayonet or the flintlocks, where you can basically just outright kill a zombie. Or the barricade, where you can hold up barricade. for the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> I just barricaded the farmhouse and hidden there. <laughs> Some cards are not so useful, and so it's, I don't know, it, like, it seemed unfair sometimes that, like, well, okay, so I can get cards, but every time we get a card, the zombie player gets a card, or Jane Austen gets a card, that could get used on anyone, so someone picking up cards could... So what you're saying is, if I picked up a load of cards, but then Bunty could have used her cards to punish on, you, yeah. <laughs> and that would be my fault. Indeed. <laughs> So I guess, I mean, that's obviously good for you as a player because it's a competitive game, but then that's not guaranteed. You might pick up a load of cards and then you get targeted. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how if that, how well that works out. Maybe starting cards or a starting card for I, the players. Yeah, I was thinking that. Maybe like you start with some cards and maybe also the zombie player starts with some cards so that... I don't know. Would it change anything? Maybe not. It might do. Unless maybe there was some, rather than having the card spaces on the board, maybe just if you rolled double six for your movement, you get a card. Yeah. But then maybe. there would be no way for you to get one. I won't get one. Mm. Unless you rolled a six for spawning. I quite mm. like when I play a character to be able to keep going and getting. Because mm. you can, if you're, you know, backed into a corner, mm. you can deliberately go and get a card. Yeah. Whereas I can't deliberately roll two sixes. No, that's true. Mm. I think the mm. card spaces are, are good, but yeah, perhaps you can, have the yeah. players start with one or two randomly picked cards that you could use at an opportune moment what, while I, still so going for a card. Jane Austen doesn't get one and you well, start with one. Or everyone gets dealt two mm. cards so you get two mm. zombie cards or an amount that would be sensible. Well, I don't know enough about cards. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to discard, actually, my lucky charm Ooh. to re-roll that evade. Lady Russell, she now has a fan she can evade without rolling. I am going to play my new card, Loss of Hope. Discard to force another player to miss their next turn. You are going to stay there and get bitten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Wow. I'm just going to clear you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to equip this to Robert Martins. Every time he kills a zombie, I can hear the heart. I'm just going to equip Frank Churchill with a bayonet. Ooh. Okay, Mr. Wickham has flintlock pistols. I am going to play. <laughs> 
my my chuffer oh, <laughs> once per turn I can kill a zombie in line of sight with Frank Churchill's bayonet so I'm gonna <laughs> shoot at an Elliot zombie pan lids discard and choose one of your characters to bang the lids next zombie turn all zombies must move towards that character oh, oh it's very nice Caroline taking one nice. for the team Caroline Bingley is being banging pencil. her lids <laughs> <laughs> making Reminds a me. right racket <laughs> Caroline Bingley. We will never forget your pan lid <laughs> banging sacrifice. I'm going to use a hypnotic stir from my horde to make you move one step closer to me. I'm going to make a sprinter. <laughs> you sprinting little bitch. I'm going to shoot you, Lady Catherine thanks you. I am going to play this card. It's called claustrophobia. <laughs> oh no. Are you going to chirp all oh, my people no. at the parsonage? Discard to choose a player, Mariel. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they must move all of their characters to the closest outside space. One thing that the zombies purely have in their arsenal is this idea of horde spaces. So spaces on the board that if a zombie manages to occupy every space in that set of three, those zombies combine into like a horde, a mob of zombies. Well, they pat, you managed to kill a horde with mm. your flintlock pistols. Yeah. Hordes are just, again, harder to escape, harder to kill. And it gives you more room to go. Like there are advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, because it condenses can three spaces of zombies into one. Mm. Mm. Slightly harder to kill zombie, so you can run better. Sign up today for your local phone patrol. What was your strategy then, team? How did you go about how did you go about you knew you had to achieve your story cards? What was your plan? Gun for the story cards and then realised too late that I'd left some characters near the zombies. <laughs> Trying to keep retreat from the zombies while congregating towards said story. Mm. And yeah, once I realised I had some strong people, yeah, punched the zombies off the spaces that I needed. Mm-hmm. I'd arranged my story cards in what I thought was a nice, nice little kind of story storyline an awkward dinner followed by a first dance and then the love rival turns up oh. there's gossip but finally some recuperation <laughs> two turns in the bedroom i know <laughs> yeah and so the, the first thing to do was to get a load of people together in one room so i sort of made sure i'd pick starting locations to put me close to the that room the dining room the strategy soon fell apart as, as everyone was hemmed in yeah i mean my strategy like i said i started off just focusing on the story cards so I would progress my story as much as I could and then any spare people I would try and go for a card space if I could but as the zombies started getting closer my strategy changed I was looking right who is in danger of being bitten I will move them out of range and then any spare moves I will progress my story with so my story started off as my main focus but then it quickly changed to keeping my people alive <laughs> needs to be <laughs> needs to be the uh, yeah. main focus as the zombie player what was did you have a strategy just um, swamp us <laughs> I know, not really. I, as a player, my strategy was if I get a cool card to use it very quickly because normally I like preserve them. Mm. But yeah, as zombies, just just keep marching forward because I know I'm going to eat you in the end. Because you actually had two ways to win. You could complete your Zealand zombification story cards, yeah. or you could just fuck things up for us so badly that we couldn't complete ours. All my Regency zombies were here, and I needed them to be there. So, and what did you have to do with them? Get them to, to get... have a zombie wedding. Are you trying to get them all in my house? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, no, where is it? A little Regency zombie wedding. So you could, if you'd managed 
even if mine hadn't got out, if you'd got some zombies through the door, you could probably just munch and convert them. That's what she yeah. did for Pat's dinner party. <laughs> she's just got one zombie party. in there and just rum, 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 rum. <laughs> But like, did you start, were you thinking, I'm gonna try for the story or I'm just gonna try and eat as many people? Like what was? Well, I put my story cards in what I thought was a logical order, starting with 25 zombies on the board. Mm. And because it was 25 zombies and then the Regency zombie wedding. And I thought, well, I need a lot of zombies in order to kill Regency people to get my wedding. True, 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 true. Without fun, there can be no function. Shall we frag, ladies and gents? Yeah. Mary, I'll start us off with fun. I'd say four. It was lots and lots of fun, but as we previously covered, I think there are some tweaks that would make it a more enjoyable game. Yeah, I would say four as well for fun. Yeah, it is just good, good, clean fun. <laughs> good, clean. It's not very clean. <laughs> not very clean. Zombie, zombie Wentworth is not a clean <laughs> Fancy? I'm going to go for five because it does have some flaws, but the the zombie cards make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Don't hate me, but I was going to go for a three. <gasps> Just because it's it's fun and all, but I think there comes a point. Like I heard Patrick say, you know, like, oh, you know, can't move anyone or there's nothing I can do. I think there is a point where you can look and think, I have no way to win this. Or I have no way to escape. And it's just eking out your turns mm-hmm. until the zombies get you. And I think, you know, if it was just one human versus the zombies, that's mm-hmm. fine. You'd see it through to the end. But because you knew that you couldn't win, you're either mm-hmm. just, you're just waiting while me and Mary all... But you didn't collaborate at all. Well, we don't have to collaborate. Well, you don't have hmm. to, but you don't not have to. No, that's we true. We helped Phil out. I shot the zombies. Yeah. He's trying to eat his people. True, I true, true, true. Lady Catherine de Burr. I just think even though that wasn't my experience this time, I think you could get yourself into a position where suddenly you're just waiting for the game to end because you know that you personally cannot succeed. And I think that might affect some people's fun mm. of it. This is true. That's yes. Obviously, because Phil made this game, he can say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, don't feel like, you know, you can you can slag it off. You can you can criticise it as much as you like. <laughs> Pat starts off with replayability. Having played this twice, I would say re- replayability is... Yeah, I would give it a four for replayability. I happen to play the same story, Pride and Prejudice both times I think but even so I mean it's random random story cards five out of possible ten is it yeah and previously I displayed it a two player game this time with a full four and it was yeah kind of different each time so yeah it's definitely got some replayability I guess I'd go five because yeah you can pick any of the six books and you get any five random story cards or you can play Jane Austen and get five zombie cards that would be a different experience mm. and depends how many people you play with and whether you collaborate I don't know I think it's quite long though so you wouldn't play it very often no you'd maybe make it like this is what we're doing today playing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go for four I think I think it's a lot more replayable for the human characters than for the zombie character maybe I mean yes you've got the different story cards but I think probably it's too easy to resort to the let's just swamp them and kill them rather than trying to focus on the story cards. So I think if you were someone that always played the zombies, or I think you would get bored of it quicker than playing it over and over again as a per- as a human, not a person. Zombies are people too. <laughs> zombies were people too. <laughs> Me? I also went for four. It's, as Bunty was saying, there's lots of, you could play it very differently every time because you don't have to be a zombie player. And yeah, there's six stories 
10 cards for each story, you could be a different story. You could end up being put in different places as well because you take turns to place your starting characters. I think there's a lot of it, but because it is a long game and it does get to the point of attrition kind of where we were at, it's not one you go, right, let's play that again. So, because it's not instantly replayable, it has lots of potential, I'd give it a four. Cool, cool, cool. Bunty starts off with aesthetic. Aww, that's so five. <laughs> I love the little cards. I particularly love the Regency people who have their human character on one side and then their zombie character on the other. Cool. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this I drew it all on MS Paint, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that's a clue as to what we're getting with. But yeah, do you know what? I'm giving it a five as well. Because you like, imagine if this was properly made in the same style. So you had the zombies on one side, the human people on the other side. And, the you know, it would look pretty good, I think. Yeah. I'm also giving it a five. Yeah, you are. It's really pretty. <laughs> I like it. And I really like the feel of all the cards. I have been stroking them. They're very satisfying to shuffle. The little tokens are yeah. <laughs> solidly made. Mm, yeah. Good quality. And they're very neatly laid out. Very like, I guess aesthetic, yeah. It's very clear who does what. Thanks, babes. <laughs> Pat's going to slam it with a one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it, it's... It looks really good. All the characters look different and are fairly easy to recognise from a distance. And yeah, it's neat that you've got the zombie versions of each each person. And yeah, I mean, it is excellent for, for something made in MS Paint. I will give it a five as well. Yes, mate. <laughs> Gameplay, I will start with... I don't know. Right, I'm hear me out, guys. I'm oscillating between four, but potentially three, because we had a, we were asking a lot of questions of poor Miss Austin, and I know tongue in cheek in the rule book it says you know Miss Austin makes all the final decisions and you may come up with questions, but is that just me making an excuse that it's like hey this might be a broken game, but ha the zombie player's got to come up with a way to fix it, <laughs> ask her sort of thing. So uh, I I'll go with four. I'm gonna go on the, the side of positivity. I think you could choose to be picky or you could choose to just overlook and just run with it and sort of yeah but that's my dilemma Moo's got a face like she's gonna pan it can I give it three and a half no okay fine and I'll round up to four. And I think it has a lot of potential. There are still some teething problems that we've talked about and we are working through. I think if we could iron those out, it would be pretty solid, as previously discussed. Not going to go through again. I'm going to go for three, but I don't, I don't think it's a broken game. I just think it's, like we said, consistency. Mm. Because there was a lot of like, oh, when we played it before, we did this, but we found that didn't work sort of thing. And I think, I think you just have to stick stick to your guns and just go okay well if it's not actually that balanced well is it still fun yes or no yeah and just go with it so yeah i think there are maybe things that need clarification in the rule book whatever but that's well rule pamphlet let's call it (laughs) Uh, but that doesn't detract from how fun the game is bunty yeah i was debating between a three and a four but i think i'm gonna go for four because it is essentially quite clear but there are just some niggles and I guess you could depending on how many players and your style you could like RPG it up a bit and tell the story more that might make it more entertaining than just moving squares hmm. I mean we were sort of making an effort when we hit a story card we were you know mm. sort of saying right my two guys are now living in their farmhouse etc etc but yeah I guess I agree yes 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 well that gives it a frag of 17 Ooh. which is good mm. hooray well done was it a win or not no. Yes. Pat. Yeah. Bunty. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that makes it well I don't I don't I don't partake of the was it a win or not situation. But that makes it ninety one to the gamers. Woo! 
35 to the haters. All non-compliance will be reported. Before we finish, so obviously, Bunty, this was your pitch for the for the <laughs> board game boardroom, but you had no part in making it. So I just took your pitch, ignored some of it, ran with some of it. <laughs> but like, how how does it match up? How do, compared to the vision that you had in your in your head when you were pitching it all those years ago? Oh, yeah. Is this a fair representation? Would you have done it differently? Could you have done it differently? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could have done it. So this is incredible. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hear that, listeners? Incredible. <laughs> cool. Well, there we go. I've been Phil. I've been Mariel. I've been Patrick. I've been Miss Austin. And remember, non-relinquim in Arca Aperculo. You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Fun Organised. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Bye! Bye. Not a good day for Penelope Clay. She wishes the zombies would just go away. (laughs) Now's the time when we stop. Good night.